Welcome back to the TNT B&B podcast. These episodes will involve two longtime friends watching a movie and then discussing it at length. So sit back, mix a drink, because you know we'll be drinking. And listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of the movie we watched. Here we go again. So we're doing just a single movie. Back to how we started. And it's a movie that will most assuredly be on our year in review when we get to it. Oh, but definitely. We wanted to do this movie in particular, and we will explain why later. But the movie is National Lampoon's Animal House, which came out in 1978. It's an IMDb is 7.4, <coughs> a Metascore of 79. Rotten Tomatoes of 91% tomato meter, 89% audience. It had a budget. Fuck, I don't have that pulled up. Give me one second. Slacker. Yeah, I thought it might have been on Box Office Mojo, but it wasn't. $3 million. Domestically. <coughs> Made $141,600,000 without an international release. Well, anywhere in the 70s, don't have Yeah, it's gonna, you're not going to have too many of those. It was directed by John Landis, written by Harold Ramis, Douglas Kenny, and Chris Miller. All right. So it's a diff- little different introduct- introduction I want to make right now. We are going to be doing McMaster's and Diet Pepsi, but we have not introduced what we have smoked during the podcast. Because it was never really all that relevant. Exactly. This time it kind of is. So I did a little road trip. Well, let's. how did we get to that point? All right. So a few weeks back, I had a buddy come up to me and tell me about Belushi Weeds on Discovery. And it's Jim Belushi. Is that the name of the show? Yeah, Belushi Weeds. That's the name of the show? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought it'd be a little more clever. No, it's Belushi Weeds. <laughs> and so it's Jim, who brother is John Belushi, and he had a farm in southern Oregon, and he decided to make a grow up there called Belushi's Weed Farm. And he had some troubles in the first half of it. Like, you know, not sure where he was going to take it to this, this, and this. But he took it to where he realized that John Belushi would still be alive to this day if they had the medical marijuana that they have today. I mean, it's It's one of those, maybe. Yes, I mean, his brother needed the fix. They have different types of weed now where they can, like, you got this depression, you have this pain, you have this. They can figure out what you need to make sure that you aren't going to basically go off on yourself. And so he he created his weed, weed farm. And... His biggest thing, and we can talk about this for a minute if we want, was Blues Brothers. 
John Belushi was well known for Animal House and Blues Brothers. Those were the two movies. And Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live, SNL. Yeah. And we're getting to that now because SNL back in the 70s had this guy named John. Oh, shit. I can't remember his. Uh, basically, this guy had the most potent weed from northern Afghanistan. He was in the army. He found it. He brought it back. He grew it. And this weed fucked everybody up in SNL in the 70s. Well, the... well that's where Belushi Farms started off, was getting that guy who knew John Belushi with SNL to get him to come work with Jim. Is he on the Yeah, he's show? on the show. Okay. And um, so Jim actually killed his plants. By yeah. leaving the lights on and doing this, this, and this. Yes, I don't know if it's like one of those like. Movies. I mean, it is a reality show, so, so there, there, there could be some. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I was going with that. Yeah, it could be staged. It could be whatever, but it is what it is. They need to have some problems in order yeah. to make the show and entertaining. So that was supposed to be the big intro to the weed, SNL weed, basically is what. I don't know if that's what they're going to call it, but that's what everybody remembered from the day right, as that right. type of weed. Well, then his daughter. It's like, you need to make a brand of yourself. Blues Brothers. John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd. Well, they still do shows, the Blues Brothers. Jim? Yeah, where he does. With Dan? With Dan. Yeah, they go, they'll have these little shows, and he'll go there and do that with them. And so he ended up, like, book, say, yeah, I'll be with you, Dan, this week. And after his daughter brought up this whole Blues Brother weed, he brought up to Dan Aykroyd. And at first, Dan Aykroyd was like, I don't want any part of this, blah, 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 blah. Well, again, reality show. It's one of those, that, like, is it stage? Is it right, not, whatever. Right, right, right. But then Dan Aykroyd goes, well, I'm from Canada. And I was a um, mail delivery person. And I had a friend who, in our I don't know what they call that in Canada. Their poverty, what was it? Province. Province. They brought in a certain weed from Colombia, and it was I can't remember the strands, but there's three strands: mono gold, da 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 da. Right. And so he's like, you can only get these in Colombia. So if you're gonna make a Blues Brothers weed, it has to be, it has done to be with special. Yeah. It has to be something you cannot get anywhere else. So you had Jim Belushi and his cousin, who run the farm, go down there. And Jim is going through this whole brother state, like, you know, Columbia being the number one cocaine area where his brother died from cocaine and OD'd of a lot of stuff and hit this reality point. It's like, oh, shit, like, this is fucked. And they found the three seeds that they needed. Brought him back to the farm, grew him. Well, with that being Oregon, these plants need a longer time of harvest than your normal seeds. So it got into December, where his was not controlled with temperature and this and that, and it all froze. So when Dan Aykroyd got there, he's like, where's my plants? He shows them they're all dead. Right. 
so he ended up like building these malt, like these special buildings where you do it all yeah. your greenhouses that are temperature controlled this this and this and it worked out like he ended up like having enough seeds to do that again this this and this and he grew the bruce brothers wheat when i went to the the place that they um like there's only a certain amount of dispensaries that will sell it and that are approved by it and i the one i went to um sunday they actually had a whole thing with their Blues Brothers hats, signatures by Dan Aykroyd, Jim Belushi, mm-hmm. a harmonica. Like, yeah, they were out of it, but they still had a display of it. Right. I mean, that's probably just a staple for that dispensary. It's like that pizza shop downtown where they shot. Yeah, five day, minutes day. or less, or 30 minutes or less. Yeah, they yeah. just have a fucking, this is. Vito's. Right. This is where it happened, and we got pictures and. All that. It's just a display. Yeah, and they'll have it again soon. But they actually had one strand from Belushi Farm, and I'll introduce that right now. It's called Mule Fuel. <coughs> THC is 17.25. It was test-dated 412 and harvested on 47. Oh, test-dated on, yeah, 412, yeah. Harvest four seven, so it's relatively fresh. It's about a month old, and to have our hands on a Belushi farm weed, I mean, our next one is going to be Kevin Smith's, which is Detroit. That's going to be a little farther of a drive, but yeah, that this is the ultimate movie to do it with because you and I are not. I well, yeah, I I have to say, Blues Brothers itself is a well-known movie it's not my style of a movie so i can't say i can't really talk about it because it's a musical how they do things like it's not my style yeah of movie. I, yeah i'm with you and i don't want it's way it, too fucking long yeah and i don't want to talk shit about a movie that is actually a pretty good movie for people that it's their type of movie because it is yeah but Animal House is the next besides SNL of John Belushi. Yeah, and I mean, what do you have to say? Sorry, this went on a rant. No, that's fine. But yeah, I mean, that's literally how we decided to do this movie was watching you watching the his brother's show, which led us down a rabbit hole of watching According to Jim. Mm-hmm. We've been watching the shit out of that lately. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're identical. Like when you look at a young they, John, and you know, I'm pretty good at looking. Like you know, we've been watching a lot of '70s, '80s films because of our podcast we do with our buddy. Yeah, and I could just look at him and to see how he's gonna age, and him and Jim would probably look. Very similar. You can definitely tell. There's no question that they are brothers. Like, and did you look to see when Jim's first movie or show was? Jim's? No, I didn't. I was going to. I forgot. I'll pull that up quick. Um, Because. I don't know how it got started because. I don't know if he just like his brother died and he's like, I got to step up to the Hollywood plate. Like. I, I don't think that would have been his reasoning for it, but. If I remember right, that's what he kind of said in the show. Oh, really? 
Yeah, like he kind of said, like I had a uh, step up for the blue sheet. So uh, John died in '82. Yep, just a year after he's Blues Brothers. Well, Blues Brothers was '80. Yeah, but it was. Um, his first credited work, he did some TV shit. But he was working in 78. Oh, Jim was? Yeah. Okay. Uncredited. His first credited work is uh, The Cleansing. Or he's on a TV show, Who's Watching the Kids? Hmm. That was in 78 and 79. The first... He was in Trading Places in 83. I don't... We watched that movie. I, yeah, don't, I don't remember rem- him. He must have been like a... Behind. Bit role. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but he's on there because he's a Belush. Well, I mean, that's an Ackroyd movie, so. Oh, true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. And you said Dan Ackroyd has gone all a little batshit from the Rogan kind of uh, thing? He, or, like, I didn't listen to the whole podcast, but he's all into aliens now. Like, not only that aliens exist, but I think. He was talking about how they currently walk among us and shit. Like, but again, I didn't, this was, he was on it like three or four years ago and I didn't listen to the whole thing. So I'm not entirely sure, but it sounded very conspiratorial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've been getting into like the Belushi stuff because I mean, Let's be real. John Belushi had some of the biggest skits of SNL. Yeah, and that's I'm not all that familiar with that era of SNL. More cowbell. I mean that and the, I mean the heyday of it was like when Phil Hartman and Adam Sandler and Dana Carvey and Michael Myers. That's the '90s. That was late '80s. '90s was like it was early '90s. Late '80s, early. I mean Hartman. Yeah, I guess that might have been the '90s. Yeah, I want to say 80s. It, it was like 89 to 90s was like the Adam Sandler and that. And then the next class had like Will Ferrell and mm-hmm. all Like you had your different things of SNL. You had the Belushi years, well, which that was, was like 70s, that's back, early 80s. Yeah, Aykroyd, Murray. Yeah. Uh, who else was in that class? Um... What's his face? Um, Steve Martin, I think, was before that. Not oh, who's the? Oh, uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, but there's another guy that was on more car- cowbells. Now Christopher Walken was. Yeah, SNL. he was on him a lot. He was a host a lot. He was yeah, never a okay. cast he, member. Yeah, but, but he was decently. He's, he's probably shook. the. One of the most regular hosts. Him mm-hmm. and Alec Baldwin has hosted a lot. Yeah. But. Yeah. And that's what I was saying is like, I remember a lot from Christopher Walken's like. Yeah. He's he's probably hosted, I'd say, eight or nine times maybe. But yeah, like I said, I, I know of like that uh, samurai we didn't watch it, but it was one of the YouTube videos, the Samurai Hotel or whatever that was. Yeah. That was one of his biggest ones, I think, hmm. for John. But, yeah, I mean, 
he's kind of the precursor to say like Chris Farley. Yeah. Like they're kind That's of cut, best kind, way to put it. Like, they're kind of cut from the same cloth. After he left, you got Chris Farley, and then Chris Farley died in '96, and with similar circumstances. Yeah, party too hard. Yeah, and it's not just drinking. No, uh, it's. I mean, it's those everything. two are doing fucking everything. Yeah, heart attack style. And again, and I'm just gonna say it. You had the medical world of marijuana. What could people have possibly need their been different? Like, I'm just gonna say it, and this is the best way to put it. And you can battle me on this thought and this opinion. Okay, I'm trying to word this the best way. I'm gonna do it with my eyes closed because you're gonna judge me and you're gonna pause me. Okay, so if you're gonna go to rehab. I'm just going to say this right now for cocaine, heroin, any kind of harsh, harsh, harsh drug. Right. Could they make a strand that you could smoke that gives you not that equal high, but a high that can maintain what you got with that? Where getting high with marijuana is not so terrible. But by injecting or doing anything through the nostril area or if you're asshole or whatever you're doing, like, is there, like, equivalent? Like, could you do that? I, if I had, I would say no, because I think they hit different, like, brain receptors. Like, heroin hits you. Yeah, but could you grow a strand? Just to hit that certain I area? don't. I don't think so. I'm just the, saying. The strand, like, the strand isn't going to change the way that it affects you. It's just going to change to the amount that it affects you. Like you can't make a strain of weed that's going to make you feel drunk, like w- alcohol does. You're not going to make a strain of weed that makes you feel the high euphoric that you get from uh, heroin, so they say. And you're not you're definitely not gonna get a strain of weed that's gonna hit you like Coke does. Yeah. So I don't think so. I think I mean the main but could the, you make the, it where you don't have to feel like you have to do that I, I, no. I think that's more of a personality trait than anything else. And I put any grower to that challenge. Well like figure it out. <laughs> like, is there a strand like, hey, Instead of me going home and drink McMaster's and Diet Pepsi, could you make me a strand where I come home and I kind of feel like I'm drunk? I don't think that's possible. Tom, you know what kind of world we live in? We live in a world of impossibilities, apparently, so <laughs> maybe. Exactly. There's a possibility for everything. What and if... I'm just going to put it out there like that. No, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Say it. Just say it. <laughs> Like, you just smoke a bowl and then you identify as drunk instead of high? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm drunk. I'm not high. Yeah. You haven't touched a fucking ounce well, of alcohol. Well, you got the Parks but... and Rec where you're fucking inhaling whiskey and doing shit like that. Well, that's, that's different. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's all sorts of stuff out there. I yeah. mean, 
Well, let's do it. Yeah, maybe. You're smart. Not that smart, especially when it comes to plants. But yeah, all right. So that's kind of how we circled around to doing this movie because we had just recently watched Blues Brothers because we were in the yes. 1980 year. And yeah, I just I I don't really like that movie. That's probably okay. his most iconic. It's his, movie. and that's why they have a weed named after Blues yeah. Brothers. And I mean the fact that they did a sequel without him, but his, yeah. with his brother playing it, lets you know what kind of impact that movie had on people. But let me just say this, and it's like I said earlier before we started this, it's. For certain people that like that dialogue of a movie, it's a musical comedy. Yeah, I I I get it. It drags on though. It's way too far. Like the car chases are way too long. No comedy should be over two hours. Exactly. If you're trying to be a funny movie, you have no right going over two hours. Yeah. In most cases, I can't say offhand of there's a two-hour comedy that I like. I'm, there probably is, but. It just as a general rule. It drags, comedy should the, be an hour the, forty in and out. The the car chases take too long. And Musical numbers are too long. It's just it, not. You don't need to break into a song when somebody leaves. I, like, I know why they did because that's the movie they're trying to make. Exactly, but, Blues Brother. I mean, they're yeah. They had a ton of cameos. It had. Uh, Ray Charles and Aretha Franklin and mm-hmm. all these actual blues players, I guess. So, it is what it is. It's 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 just not for me. Yeah, I didn't. It's not my style of movie. It and I'll it's in no it, it's no it's, in way form bad. No, but. and that's what I was gonna say. Not my style, <laughs> but I understand if somebody comes at me and say that's a good movie because that could be their style. Right. And I'm not going to diss somebody. That's okay. That's yeah, your that's style. Fine. That's cool. Not my style. It that's is. why we did Animal House because college frats and boobs and stuff like that and comedy, like, it's an hour and a half long again. You yep. just said it. Like, it's a comedy. Perfect. Had John Belushi at his fucking best. Party hard. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty much just playing himself, it sounds like. Which I want to. I would have loved to party with that guy. Apparently, he turned into quite an asshole when he got tuned up. So, maybe not. You do, too? No, I'm not. And I'm friends with you. I'm not. I'm oh talking about. Oh, my God. No, I'm talking about you get pissy. Oh, Jesus. I'm being real. I, occasionally, it happens. Occasionally? It doesn't happen all the fucking time. You remember how many times we had to switch? Like, you were on the main floor, you were on the basement. Which one of them? Because somebody's got to go somewhere. Cause doesn't happen all that often. It happens. I'm come from abused. Oh my relationship. god! Are you sending out a signal? Yeah. Like, help me, please. Yeah. SOS. Shut SOS. the fuck up. SOS. <laughs> yeah. Then you're gonna go tie me down in the basement again. All right, let's Barbarian. pivot off of that. Well, yeah, I mean, Animal House. It's. Dude, I guess I told you, I get confused between this and nerds. Well, you would. I feel like nerds fucking definitely, like. Do you remember which one you saw first? 
Oh, Animal House. You saw Animal House yeah. first? Okay, because that, I mean, that could be. I'm... I've always, I will have to say it, and I'm not just saying because we're on this podcast, but I liked Belushi's character always in Animal House. And then I watched, according to Jim, religiously, like when it aired as a family show. For right, us. right, right. Like, I watched. I always was a big fan of the Belushis, and I've kind of forgot about them until our friend just told us, like, Belushi's Weed is on Discovery Plus. Like, well, how did I know about this shit? Right. And And I like their humor. I like who they are. So the difference there was... um, The difference there was is it just was... You know the I, the Belushi's man. Yeah, and I mean, I bring up the Chris Farley comparison because both of or Belushi is kind of a physical comedian. Like, yeah, he's not the kind of guy that could. I don't. Maybe he could. I don't know. But you got comedic actors who are either like stand-up comedians first where they're just witty and funny and shit like that. And then you got physical comedians. Like, Jack Black is another good example of a physical comedic actor. Where somebody like... I think John Hamm's fucking hilarious. Oh, I love John Hamm. But he's more of a witty, snarky comedian. Not so physical, as it were. Yeah. So... But I, I'm not all that well uh, knowledged on like '70s comedies, but this has to be like the origin, the genesis of the frat boy kind of college comedy. Like you don't get you you don't get Porky's without. Animal House, you don't get Revenge of the Nerds for sure without Animal House. You probably don't even get something like American Pie. Yeah. Without exactly. Animal House. Like just and I when I was watching this I kind of felt like it was almost akin to Fast Times where there isn't really a through line story. Mm-hmm. It's just a movie about hijinks that happen. Whether it, I mean, there is kind of the through line of them trying to save their fraternity or not get kicked out of school. Oh, Old School is a movie you don't get without Animal House. Like, that's basically a reinvention of Animal House. Yeah, exactly. Where you got Will Ferrell playing the Bluto role. Yeah, so... I don't know. I mean... This is what cracks me up um, about this movie is, you know, the dean and the mayor having a conversation about, like, you can't have the Deltas be part of the parade, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
Well, then somehow the daughter of the mayor fucking gets involved, and she says she's only 13, which... Yeah, that, I mean, this, this nowhere is... nowhere near 13, I'll just let you know that. Well, clearly not, because they showed her tits. Hmm. But... Well, that was the era of this, the this, one movie, this would the be a girl. Like. This would be a problematic movie today, for sure. Yeah. Um, As, I mean, most... Sex comedies back then were, but I mean, yeah, it, you had Karen Allen and Kevin Bacon both making their debuts in this movie, and it's funny because Karen Allen sleeps with the professor. She slept with Indiana Jones when he was a professor. Mm-hmm. She's kind of got a type, older fucking man. Yep. I just thought that was kind of funny. But, I mean, there were some... Tim Matheson kind of plays the one of the main guys. He's the head of the fraternity, I guess. Otter, I think his name was. Oh, yeah. And, he's and he slept with, like, the deans. Slept with the deans. Uh, yeah. And then the frat guys... Uh, girl where he was saving himself supposedly yeah and he's kind of gone on to be a like kind of a tv villain like he was in white collar he was a villain uh, one of the uh, criminals of the week on white collar He was in one episode of that mm-hmm. he was in a, cu- a bunch of episodes of burn notice like he kind of he was kind of the good funny guy in this movie but he's gone on to do kind of play the the heel of movies it seems like um who else was in it Karen Allen um nobody else I think well the Peter Rygard he's done some shit Donald Sutherland, of course, was the professor that Karen Allen sleeps with. You want to smoke weed? Or do you guys want to yeah. smoke some pot? Which, I re- when I saw that part, I was like, yep, I forgot that she slept with him. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the movie has some iconic scenes, though. Belushi and Bluto, I think his name is, uh, being a zit. <coughs> the, well, ki- the killing of the horse. The, I mean, the toga party. Jesus Christ, that probably started that in frats well, from then on. <coughs> that still is going on. When the two were jumping fraternities to go in, um, you had Belushi sitting there grilling. Had a drink in his hand. Didn't give a shit. This is grilling. <laughs> yep. Um. But again, there isn't really much of a through line story wise. You just got. I mean, how many main characters? There was Belushi. There was Otter. There was Boone. There were the the fat kid with the car. Yeah. The freshman virgin. Those are probably your five main guys that you followed. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a hijinks movie. 
That's essentially what it is. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I get confused between this movie and Nerds. And I've seen this movie first, of course. But, I mean, like, we did we talk about the Belushi moment where in Animal House where he got the ladder and he's about, no, like dumping yeah, against yeah. the door? Like, how could you not hear that yeah. shit? Like, and you're looking right out the window, right at him, and mm-hmm. you can't see him. And there are some fourth wall breaks, like when he goes to that girl's room and she starts uh, undressing. He looks right back at the camera and does the eyebrow thing. Yeah, exactly. So they're aware of what they're doing. It's a breaking of the fourth wall. Yeah. But this is something I want. John Landis directed it. Do you know what else he directed? No. He's got, He's had a unique career because not only did he do this, but one of his, he did Blues Brothers. Um, but one of his, my favorite movies of his is American Werewolf in London. Hmm. Which has some comedic moments, but it is essentially a horror movie. Yeah. So he... Oh, he only produced. Wait. God damn it. Okay. I'm wondering if he produced or directed. He did direct Blues Brothers 2000. Directed Beverly Hills Cop 3. Coming to America, Three Amigos, Spies Like Us. I guess maybe... American Werewolf in London was his only horror movie. Well, that's just an odd turn, I always thought. Animal House was his first hit, I think. Unless Kentucky Fried Movie was a big one. And Schlock. Yeah. And... I was looking at um, his first whatever in IMDb, and it said he was with Chevy Chase. Who? Uh, John Belushi. Was with Chevy Chase in what? Um, it was like a 55-minute long like musical or whatever. Oh, I'm sh- I think they, they were in the same class on SNL, so that would make sense. Yeah. But honestly, I for some I hadn't seen this movie in a while. But I had for whatever reason I thought there was a lot more nudity in it. And maybe I was doing the thing you did with confusing it with Revenge of the Nerds cuz we watched that for the year in review. Yeah, and they had the cameras in the sort. And that's, that's okay. Right. Here cuz there's really only two scenes of nudity. So what is your I mean this movie is if you don't, if you don't know this movie, then go fuck yourself. But what is your favorite scene or moment in this film? In this film? Yeah. Um, because I have two that stick out to me. I love the horse scene where they're having an actually serious conversation about <laughs> and <laughs> there's like and shit. yeah, yep. and there's That's a horse one of mine for and sure. this guy just comes with a chainsaw. <laughs> there's no questions asked, and it's just. 
That has a very like airplane feel to it. Yeah. Like that I like or maybe that. even a Mel Brooks feel to it. Yeah. For sure. I also my other favorite scene of this movie is where they're literally practicing their golf swings. That's a good one. And yeah. they're I just sliced they're it. like, you sliced it. <laughs> well, that's because you're not following through. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I had a personal um, trainer. A coach? Go- yeah. I like some, like my parents paid somebody yeah. to have me. And so I, I remember like, with those sayings you and words, like it was exactly swings through like, the ball. Yeah, your arm, keep was, your arm, your keep arm your was straight, but your yeah. you didn't follow through. Like I just remember those conversations, and when I hear that, I was like, and he drills yeah, what? There. Drills the fucking guy in the well. First hits the horse, and then drills him. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other scene, I it just when when I somebody mentions Animal House, the scene that jumps out to me is during the toga party when he rips the guitar out of the guy's head hand and yeah. just smashes it i mean you met when i think of animal house that's the scene that i think of for whatever reason <laughs> sorry and i mean that's kind of why i bring up his with john as a physical comedian he doesn't really have too many lines in this movie no he just he's kind of just there doing shit. reaction yeah he does have the and kind of rallying speech yeah. at the end like did we give up when the germans bomb pearl harbor and like, what? that was another thing like them being that creative like using flounder's brother's car like here's what i was thinking when they said like wasn't he the alumni? He well, was the legacy. Legacy. Yeah. So you lending, you would expect your brother to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, you fucked up my car because you guys fucking had a good time. Like, as a Delta, old Delta, legacy, you in your head, what you think, like, yeah, they just had a good time. I mean, yeah, but... What kind of car was that, too? It had the fucking suicide doors. It's a Lincoln. Yeah, that's right. Lincolns used to be like that. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just a hijinks movie. They kidnap the horse, kill it. Mm-hmm. They have the toga party. Then those main guys, they go and to the girls' college and pick up them and go to the all-black bar and hijinks. Oh, there were... You did see her boobs too, so there were three nudity scenes, I guess. Yeah, but that's why it reminded me of like Fast Times because there wasn't much of a plot. It was just things that happened. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot. It's it's just an iconic film. I mean. I mean, the film was great, and like I said, I always, Animal House, like, okay, like I said, I never understood, it's probably like I said earlier, but how I'm just going to say it, like, with this film, this is the iconic film that I thought always had in my head. I saw this one first, and I got confused with nerds right and so there's times like oh yeah nerds was great and i was like wait no it was vice 
very similar creating like fraternity sororities and all that but yeah it'd be interesting because i would say like if you're thinking of a mount rushmore of comedy movies i'm not necessarily sure this would be on it yeah but if you rephrase it to say the most influential comedy movies it is most certainly on it yeah exactly because i i mean you just go down the fucking list and all of these movies you think of that take place in college or even high school have a bit of the DNA that this movie has. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't know if I would consider this for me anyway, a top five or maybe even top 10 comedy of all time. But it, I would say it might be the top influential comedy of all time. Yeah. It's a fucking fantastic film. It's funny. It holds up today. Couldn't make it today, but it's still funny. No, you definitely cannot make this one today. No, certainly not. You could try. You could try. I didn't realize it made that much fucking money either. Hundred? What was it? A hundred and forty? Yeah. Like that's absurd. For seventy nine. Mhm. Yeah, hundred and forty. That's wild. So, <clears throat> I do like. I, I don't. This probably wasn't the first movie to do it, but I like when movies do it at the end. Like, during or before the credits, they do a screenshot of one of the characters (coughs) and tell you what happened to their life. Like, John, or Bluto, John Belushi ends up becoming a congressman. And they fucking tell you what happens after the movie, shit like that. I like when movies do that. Yeah. I mean, this movie itself, though, like, the one guy, what was the actor's name that slept with the Dean's boss? Slept with Dean's wife? The Dean's wife. The character's name or the actor's name? The actor's name. Tim Matheson. Yeah. So, they had him sleep with, like, all these different yeah. people. <laughs> and he becomes a gynecologist. And all yeah, and, you know. exactly. It kind of feeds into what you would expect, like the motorcycle riding dude with the mustache who never went to class, like whereabouts unknown. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he's like, fuck this world. I know and That was going. fucking weird, too, at the end, like the nerdy virgin the who was sleeping with the mayor's daughter they come up after all the fucking bedlam happened at the parade and she's like hey this is larry who this is a kid who molested me last month <laughs> we got to get married i don't yeah and, and, what yeah like, where did that fuck come from <laughs> right? no. he didn't molest you he had the fucking devil and angel on his shoulders trying to convince him one way or the other but he didn't yeah i mean I would or may have not. I don't know. She was fucking 13. Well, you didn't know at the time. (laughs) 
It's what's wrong with the world we live in. And the fucking, I mean, the main asshole. He was painted out to be the asshole, but didn't really do much. The guy that couldn't get hard when he was getting a hand job and yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, but she's wearing gloves <laughs> like it was COVID-19. Well, he didn't believe in premarital marriage, so there was no skin-on-skin contact allowed, I suppose. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, it's... It's a good movie. It's definitely a great movie. I mean, it's definitely John Belushi. And, yeah. I mean, we're smoking Belushi weed right now, baby. Which is a good feeling. So, uh, how would you rate it? The movie? Yeah. I mean, so there's different ways to rate it. And I rate it as like a 7.8. 7.0. Seven's flat as a comedy. Yeah. As an iconic, good movie. Yeah, I, I I would give it a little higher. I'd probably go like seven and a half. Oh, wow. Just because it is inherently rewatchable. It, again, I probably said this three or four times already, but it is probably the most influential comedy that I can think of off the top. Yeah. It's a good movie. And I was shocked at, like, it what was it, 86, 91 on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that? Damn. I didn't realize it was that high. It's a 91 tomato meter, 89 audience. So I want to bump mine up to, like, a, yours too, then. Seven and a half? Yeah. I'm, because... Yeah, I didn't realize that until you just said that. Because I was more in my own world of Belushi Weed Farm. That's kind of the thing where, like, with older movies, you need to... Because it's a 91% tomato meter with only 53 reviews. Mm -hmm. But it's an 89 audience with over 100,000. Yeah, that's... So... That's pretty good. I, I mean, fucking critics' reviews. They were probably better back in the day than they are now, but... Yeah, they're fucking transgender fucking... Well, there's a whole bunch of bullshit going on with fucking critics' reviews these days. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. it's... it's uh, I'm pretty sure it's in that book I have, the Thousand and One Movies to See Before You Die. This is certainly on that list. You should... Everybody should see this movie at some point. It's a classic. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, but, all right, so... Anything else? Yeah, I want to talk about the show I watched today that I opened up about. So, Hulu Are you has the show called Candy, which has this different aspect of a way... Was it Hulu or Netflix? It was Hulu. Okay. And then Netflix had... Not Netflix, no, HBO. HBO Max that had um, Love or Death. So there's two different ways to view the this sh- this show, and it's kind of great. It's And it's based I on a true... A, yeah, oh, it's 100% true. Did you watch Candy? I watched two episodes, and I forgot about it. And this is only like two or three episodes this in, This is right? six. I'm on All th- of it's out? 
No, I only watched three. Next one's next week. If, yeah, it drops weekly. Yeah. Um. But yeah. so you're up to date and. Mhm. Yeah, like the. I like the cast. I mean, I. The I'm, way that they end. The last season. Uh, I'm glad I. I'm glad I waited three episodes, because how they ended the third, is like, oh fuck yeah, and then they gave you like the end, like the next trailer preview. The, yeah. yeah. You're just like, holy shit, that, that's how it's going to end out? See, that, that's the thing. I, I'm I'm kind of torn between how streaming services... Well, this is probably airing on HBO also. Yeah, it's so HBO Max. That's right, but it, uh, <laughs> HBO Max will release shit just to HBO Max, or it'll be on HBO also. Yeah, it's a mix. So that's <laughs> original. the interesting thing, like... With streaming services especially. How would you rather watch a season of a show? Would you rather it be, say, Game of Thrones? Yeah. Would you rather it be week to week like it was on HBO, or would you have them drop the entire season like Netflix does? I'd rather have them drop it off. See, it depends for me. Because, like, Game of Thrones... I like that it was weekly because then you have all the discussion about it. You have the buildup. You have all the uh, theories to read online and shit. Yeah. So I, I like that element of it. And that's how it used to be. Like TV, you never got everything all at once. And Netflix kind of spoiled everybody. Yeah, I get that. But something like, I'm trying to think of something we both watched that. You just been like Reacher, where you can binge it in two days. Something like that, I don't mind having it drop all at once. Yeah, that I but agree. There, there, there's something to be said for the anticipation and the buildup of a weekly drop show, but it has to be that kind of that Game of Thrones level show in order to pull that off. Yeah. I mean, I get where you're coming from. But I also understand the temptation of just give it all to me now. Yeah. But you're okay with the love and death being a weekly drop. Yeah, I'm okay with it because, I mean, I watched three and it ended up perfect. Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't really watched anything new. I finished Carnival Row. That was bullshit. Fucking hated the ending of that show. Did you really hate that? I hated the way the show ended. Explain your reasoning on that. I just, every single character that I liked from season one turned out to be a moron in season two. They just made it just didn't make sense and they made dumb decisions and it didn't just didn't make fucking sense. Okay. I didn't like it. And the show's over, so I I if you watch season one, I won't even bother with season two if I were you. Really? Uh yeah. I thought it was dumb.
Well, there are a couple twists and turns, but the payoff isn't worth it. Okay. I mean, that's good to know. I mean... And that's been out since, like, fucking January. I just never got around to it. Yeah, I... I don't know, man. Like, I've been... Very selective of starting new stuff, and I forgot about Carnival Roll, to be honest. We watched the first season together. Yeah, I think we binged it in a day or two. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know about that. I really, I really like the first season, but it's a lot more fantasy than you typically put up with. Exactly, and that's where I was like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I, I would not even bother with season two if I were you. Yeah, so I won't bother with that. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's like we're both are in the conundrum. That, um, I mean, in terms of shows, we do have different, yeah. I was just gonna say, like, I think that's what I was just no, I was going with um, season two of my show and season two of your show, like this one you just finished. Oh, you're talking about Yellow Jackets, Yellow Jackets. It's like it wasn't that great, like, is that done? I don't think so, but I looked this morning, they don't have one new one. Supposedly, I watch it on the 24th, and I don't know what today's date is, so I guess... Oh, tomorrow's the first. Or today's There's the Saturday, I thought. Typically. Maybe Sunday? Yeah, so they took a week off. So, Can I tell you what I did? On the podcast? Yeah. Um, If it's not... Relevant to the podcast, I'd rather not have to cut around it. Save it for after. I mean, we're about to shut down. Been doing an hour, so. Yeah, so, I mean, all in all, I think I try my best. And. I mean, John Belushi will go down in the annals of yeah. comedic history. I mean, again, I'm really high as shit right now. So, yeah, I thank you, Belushi Farms, for fucking getting me to this point. What do they say? He burned too bright too fast or something? Oh, Whatever yeah. that phrase is. That sounds... Right. Applies to Belushi. How old was he when he died? He was born in 49 and... Died in eighty two, I think. He died in eighty two. Um let's just see. Thirty three when he died. Oh shit, really? Yep. Thirty three? He said, I believe. Rest in peace, buddy. He left his mark, that's for damn sure. Oh, he 
He's awesome. <clears throat> Him and Jim. And he, Jim put his money. Still going. Yep. Keeping the legacy alive. So, all right. Well, um, 80s <coughs> or 80s. 1980 will be probably be the next one where Blues Brothers will be mentioned, but probably not make anybody's list. Not mine, not yours, but maybe. It sounds like not his either. Okay. Um, but yeah. All right. Until next time, fuck off. Peace out. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.